My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and strategic choices that all of us can make in order to become the very best version of ourselves and to feel fully alive. Today in the studio, we have with us Sammy Adaby, a storyteller, a speaker, an author who proposes to us in this episode that selfishness can be used is our advantage, not only to generating incredible ideas for our own personal lives, but also as fuel to help the world become a better place and to bless the people around us. Who would have thought that selfishness at its core could be an advantage in the lives of others? You'll absolutely want to listen to this episode. So Sammy, I'm here in the studio with you and I'm perplexed because the three words for today are... The selfish advantage. So I'm trying to encourage people as a life coach to be unselfish. And I invite you as a guest on the Three Words (laughs) podcast again. Um, And you're going to talk about being selfish? Or is that that, not not really where you're going? Sort of, not really. Well, you know, generally speaking, obviously, we we don't want people to be selfish. Selfishness is not really a trait that gets you very far in life. But one of the things I've, I've learned lately is there's actually an advantage to being selfish. And selfishness, believe it or not, uh, can really be like a superpower. And so. I'm okay. Now hoping, you're taking it the next step. You're I not, know. Not <laughs> only good, but superpower. A superpower. <laughs> right. Cause, cause simply put, you know, um, the, the selfishness means you, you think about yourself a lot, right. You know, and, and, and you center yourself in the midst of every conversation. And, and I had a situation happen, um, not too long ago where I found myself with some unmet expectations. I just had things that I'm like, man, why aren't they saying this? And why aren't they doing this? And why isn't this happening? And, and, and I realized I had that light bulb moment where I realized that, wait, I don't do the things for my friends that I want my friends to do for me. And then I realized in that moment, Michael, that the problem wasn't my ideas or even what I wanted to happen, right? The problem with selfishness is we center ourselves in the narrative and we make all of our ideas about us. And so what's the self advantage? It's basically saying, you know, in some ways, selfish people have more ideas than anybody else on how to be really good friends, really good husbands, really good wives, and just really good people. We just center ourselves um, in the midst of every narrative. But we're not necessarily doing that for others. That's the whole point. Yes. Yes. So, So give me some examples where you've actually seen, I mean, obviously you've come in with a very interesting idea. Yes. And so I'm guessing that comes out of real life experiences for you. Yep. Share a couple of so, those. So I wrote a book, I wrote a book about friendship and, and it was a huge deal, right? And when you write a book, it's, I spent hours, you know, and it was like, it felt like a baby, like it's my baby, it's coming out in the world. And, yeah. and, and I found myself going through a season where I had very specific ideas of how I wanted some of my friends and people who were around me to like, you know, support me during the season where I wrote the book and, and how I went and, and they weren't doing that. And so I just kept going like, why aren't they doing this? You know, <laughs> did you and, ask and, them to do it? No, I didn't ask them to do it. Cause that would be weird. I'm yeah. like, Hey, uh, so I have five really <laughs> great ideas. Here's how to really support your friend mm-hmm. when they have a project that's coming out, you know? And then I realized I was like, man, I've never done this for anybody. You know, I've had friends who come out with projects and I've never done that for them. And then I realized, and this is where the advantage came in that, wow. So now all of a sudden I have so many good ideas. Like seriously, if, if any of my friends that write a book, I'm like, I feel like I'll be the best hype person in the world because I have huh. so many ideas now of what 
to do, you know, to be able to, to love people really well. And I think that's where the advantage comes in is that if we can, if we can, uh, take enough time to remove ourselves from the narrative, all of a sudden now our hands are full with tools and resources, uh, for really how to be an incredible encourager, supporter, and, and friend to the people in our lives. I want to hit pause right now in the middle of this conversation about the selfish advantage and invite you to subscribe to this three words podcast in support of what you're hearing. Back to our episode now. So what I'm hearing you say is the selfishness or at least the self-interest we have for who we want to be and what we want to receive and and the things that we want to do. If we then turn the lens outward, we now can be generous in a blessing to others. Yeah. Who would have thought, I right? Know. It can be an advantage because again, oftentimes be. when you, when you talk about selfishness, you know, we, we feel shame and we feel condemnation. Mm-hmm. We're just like, I just have to change, you know? And yeah, that there is some work that we have to do and we have to remind ourselves that we're not the center of the universe. Nobody is, yeah. you know, but I think it's helpful for me uh, to change the narrative a little bit to be like, okay, you know, like all I have to do now is not necessarily stop the ideas or stop the thoughts, but I just have to redirect them. I just have to use them as an advantage not to say, okay, I love well, it. whenever I have an unmet expectation, guess what? Now that's another idea I can put in my toolbox for how I can really uh, fill the gap and be there for people. Because you're very in touch. We all are. We're yeah. very in touch with what we want. Yes. And what we feel like our needs are and what we really desire for ourselves to actually say now I'm guessing and presuming the very things I want, yep. the very desires I have, yep. the very needs that are important to me, yep. I'm guessing other people around me have the exact same idea. 100%. And so then I can then, oh, that yep. now it's making sense. It's like so, yep. then, so it's actually advantageous to building friendships. Your selfishness is now advantageous to obviously making the world a better place. Yep. The things you want, once you take yourself out of the story, the center of the story yep. is really now about generosity. That's right. Which again, whenever we are moving towards someone, yeah. and I said this before and I'll say it again, when we walk into every space more interested in others than being interesting to others, yeah. everything changes. That's right. Um, and so even, I'm guessing, we talked a little bit off yeah. offline and before we got in front of the cameras, but this applies to even how we speak to one another. A hundred percent. So I, I was just going to say real quick, Michael, there's, yeah. so the advantage is actually twofold, right? It's a little bit of a plot twist, right? So, so there's the advantage of you have the ideas. Like I really believe the selfish people have the best ideas of how to love people because we've spent mm-hmm. a lot of time thinking about it. You know how what I mean? Be like, how to like be loved. How to be loved. <laughs> like I've spent a lot of time thinking exactly what I want people to do and what I want people to say, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so I think, I think that's the first advantage is selfish have, people have the best ideas. We have the best ideas of how to, how to be there for people because we've spent a lot of time thinking about it. But here's the, here's the second kind of plot to this advantage, Michael, is that I've met a lot, and I'm sure you say this, too, I've met a lot of selfish people who had ideas and who felt, you know, no one is doing it for me. But I've never, I don't know if I've ever met anybody that actually flipped the script and used that advantage to love other people who didn't actually end up having people do that for them. That's the weird thing about it is like, so like the book, for instance, you know, like I want people to support me in these ways. But if I did that, 
odds are I would have a lot of people doing that for me, you know? And so, so when we flip the narrative, we think that, well, I'm not getting anything out of this, but you actually end up getting yes. more out of it, out of being generous than you thought when you like let go. And so it's a weird advantage because uh-huh. it actually comes back, you know, to, to, to be a blessing to you as well. And it actually finds its root in a timeless truth. You and I both are Christ followers. Yes. And Jesus said it this way, that he who loses his life yep. will find it. That's it's right. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to lose something in order yeah. to find it. So yeah. in many ways, by giving it away, That's it comes right. back. That's right. Um, not always in the exact same fashion yep. that maybe we expected, yep. but there is going to be blessing bouncing. Yep. And so I, I love that idea. Yeah. But, but you were saying, so, so it's not just even in actions. I think, I think words. Mm. And so this was huge for me is that we all walk around. I feel like with narratives in our head of what we wish people would say to us, like, I'm proud of you, man. That was great. Like when you preached that sermon, when you did that project, when you did that thing, man, that was incredible, man. I love that post and your picture was amazing. Like, like we have all these things that we want people to say to us. And, and I remember you actually said this to me once you said that, that you made it, you made it like a a core value of yours or something like that, that, that you're not going to think something good about someone without saying it, you know? And I think the same thing happens with selfishness. We have all these things that want people to say to us, but but, but when we realize that, hey, the people around me are longing for the same thing, right? And so let's say I work at a job and I just wish my boss would just tell me, man, you're, you're amazing. You're killing it. You know, odds are the people who work around me are thinking that too. And so the yes. question now becomes, am I willing to actually take myself out of the narrative and be the person that leads the way? And I've used you, I use you as, as, as my, uh, qualifier because sometimes it's even awkward, right? Like it's, it's, it's easier sometimes if it's an action. It's more awkward as a person. I'll tell people, literally, I'll be like, blame my life coach for this, but he told me not to think, you know, think something good about someone without saying it. So I just want you to know, man, that was tremendous. Like you killed that. You And Michael, I'm telling you, it's amazing how much that's brought me more joy than I ever thought it could. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's now a thing where I'm like, I want everybody to know yes. because you can see it in people's faces when, yes. you, when you can say, man, you are amazing. Like I'm not going to rob you of, like I want to use my words to build you up, to encourage you and to, and to help you see yourself in a way you've never seen yourself before. It's, it's a complete game changer. Well, enjoy oftentimes is on the other side of awkwardness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. it's like, I'm going to do this awkward thing, but then you do it and you're yep. like, that was so awesome. Yeah. And, and the same thing is true. Hard conversations. We yeah. could, we could line up a variety of, of scenarios where I'm going to do this awkward thing that doesn't feel yeah. comfortable or even natural. That yeah. doesn't, you know, what you just described to me. Yeah. And to our viewers and listeners, yeah. that's not natural. Yeah. People don't naturally <laughs> that. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yet when we choose to move past the uncomfortable, when we choose yeah. to do that, which is unnatural yeah. when we choose to push through the awkward. Yeah. There's joy blessing, generosity, tremendous opportunity on the other side for the person. But like you said, it might even ripple its way back yeah. in my direction at some point in time in some fashion. And and you know what, Michael, what's so interesting is I would argue that sometimes it's better. You know what I mean? Like, like, okay. like I think in which, so, so Jesus said this, he said, it's better to give than to receive. Right. And I honestly always heard it. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, I know I'm not supposed to disagree with Jesus because, you know, it's Jesus. But I'm like, no, it's not. Like, if I give you $100 and you give me $100, it would feel a whole lot better. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's, that's what selfishness is. At the end of the day is we feel like 
it's going to be better if I'm on the receiving end of all of it. But I think what Jesus was saying that, that I missed for a long time was it's not just the one-time act. It's the, it's the lifestyle. You do this long enough and you're going to find that it's actually better. And so that's one thing that I'm learning, especially with words is that, you know, it's not just a one-time random acts. It's a lifestyle, right? Yes. And so, so like you say you, you bless people and encourage people long enough. Mm. It actually is better. Like, like I would rather be known if you ask me to pick, like, do you want to be known as the guy who just champions people and encourages them and just sees the best in them or have everyone just say that to me? Like, yeah. I feel like I've walked enough in that path that I want the other one. Yeah. I want my friends to promote my book, but I would much rather be the person that's like, mm-hmm. man, if I have anything going on, man, nobody champions it better than him. Like, isn't that even better when you put it that way? But it doesn't, it feels counterintuitive. You know, you yep. feel like, you know, if it all comes to you, that's when you're really gonna like, you know, but, but I think if we can learn to take, take the ideas and take the thoughts and, and flip the narrative and, and yeah. open our hands and redirect it to other people, I, I think it, it becomes a bigger advantage than, than we've ever dreamed it could be. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, I work on a college campus. And so yeah. a lot of the clientele that I work with is 18 to 22, 23 years old. And in my life coaching mentoring role, many of them, if not most of them want to talk a lot about how do I have a dynamic dating relationship? Yeah. And that's actually one of my principles is what if you actually approach dating with this one principle? Date to give, not to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The problem is, at least yeah. on the college campus, and I'm yep. sure this is true everywhere, yeah. the reason dating relationships are just miserable is because everyone's looking to get. <laughs> everyone's trying to get. And not yep. give. So imagine, yep. imagine you know, a college campus filled with people looking around, trying to get, get, get from everyone they meet versus give, what's a miserable existence. But when it's, it's interesting because I'm using this scenario to reinforce what you just shared, the principles is that as you actually enter into a dating relationship or as you approach a marriage or as you approach parenting, or even as you step into your corporate role, your occupation, your career, what if you show up always seeking to give, it's going to feel better. Yeah. Than getting. Yeah. And you're probably going to get something in return. But yes. even if you don't, is again, correct me if I'm wrong. What yeah. you're saying is even if you don't get yeah. back, it still feels more satisfying. And at the end of the day, you will feel more fully alive. That's right. It's better. And and the thing about selfishness is is it's a moving target. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like, like if I center myself in the story, there's really not anything everybody can do. Like, it feels like it's always be beyond my reach. You know, it's like, I, I, you just keep, it's like an appetite that you can't ever satisfy, you know? And, and, and I just think that, you know, I don't know, for me, it was just a game chair to just realize that, Hey, like not only do we need to start to give, but the more selfish you are, guess what? The better chance you have of starting well. Because now you have plenty of ideas. And I would encourage our listeners to do this. I did this. Is grab a journal, grab a piece of paper, and maybe write down all of those things. Whether it was a project, maybe it's a mm. work. Maybe you just had a baby and you're like, man, I wish people would have showed up and gotten us meals or showed up at the hospital. I wish I got this text or I was sick. You know, whatever those things are. I think it's helpful for us to identify those unmet expectations. But all of a sudden you look at that and you're like, man, now I have so yes. many ideas of how I can be the best mom, the best friend, the best husband, the best coworker, the best neighbor um, that I could ever be. You know, you call me your life coach, but you just coached me and you coached everyone who's (laughs) listening and you actually gave words and ideas. And even at the end of our conversation here, Sammy, very practical advice, make the list, get that piece of paper, start a journal, create that laundry list of fantastic ideas 
through your selfish lens. So in turn, it will be your advantage. Great conversation today, my friend. It was awesome. Loved it. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.